This is episode 127 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 127 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Wilson Pabon on the show. And Wilson is a relatively new investor, but he's hit the ground running and he's doing it so well that the best term I can describe it with is life hacking. So Wilson's not afraid to make big moves. Uh, right now, he's started in Milton. He was investing in London and in the area. And he decided when all of this stuff happened and he could no longer find good cash flow here in Ontario, that he was going to look into Edmonton. And he decided that it actually made more sense for him to move to Edmonton. And he's still going to distance manage his properties here in Ontario and fly back when needed. But he was he was willing to make the move. He's willing to find a house out in Edmonton and house hack and he's going to get great cash flow. So his current deal that he just bought, we go through the numbers there and see just how much of an opportunity Edmonton seems to be right now. Now, I'm not making any recommendations, but I know I've spoken about it openly on this podcast that I do think Alberta is a real opportunity right now. Who knows what the future holds, but I do like the prospects of the price point relative to the other provinces. And then, of course, oil is bound to rebound at some point, in my opinion. So it was a really interesting conversation with Wilson. He puts his money and his lifestyle where his mouth is, and he makes the moves needed so that he can achieve his goals. And a lot of people talk big, but they don't actually back it up with action. So I really, really appreciated seeing this from Wilson and finally getting a chance to connect with him one-on-one on the podcast. If you're new to the podcast and some of the terminology is new to you, I would suggest it's a great idea to go right back to episode one of this podcast and work your way right through. We've had so many fantastic guests and it really is a university education worth of information coming from people who actually do it. They're on the ground, they're in the trenches uh, doing real estate investing and succeeding at it. If you have not already done so, please take a moment and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like, subscribe and notification bell if you have not already done so and go ahead and leave me a comment let me know what you think let wilson know what you think of his story thanks so much i really appreciate it please enjoy episode 127 with wilson pabon hello and welcome to the andrew hines real estate investing podcast i have wilson pabon did i say that right sounds about right (laughs) he's on the show he's going to pronounce it correctly for us in a second here but uh wilson thanks for uh thanks for being here today thank you andrew for having me here man it's my um you know, greatest pleasure to be here. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, pronounce that last name correctly for me. So, I mean, if you want it with a Spanish accent, it would be Pavon. But, I mean, people call me Pavin. People call me Pavon. Hey, just call me, right? <laughs> just call me, yeah. <laughs> That's it. So, Wilson, we've messaged and, and kind of been in touch for quite a while now. And I think yeah. since relatively early in your real estate journey, uh, do you uh, do you mind just bringing me up to speed where you started and kind of your story in real estate so far? Yeah, so um, I mean, uh, I'm going to start from the beginning, I guess. Um, I'm from Colombia, and uh, I had the, I guess, the blessing to be able to be raised there until I was 15. Uh, now coming here, the reason why I bring that up is coming here, I'm able to see the difference that this country has to offer, right, compared to um, a country where if you want to be successful, it's who you know, not what you know, compared to bringing that over here, um, a country where if you really try, you will make it. Um, being uh, Growing up in, in this now, in this country, having that vision that, hey, I really got to find a way to be able to be successful because this being in this country, you know that, Andrew, it's a lottery. 
and got to take advantage of this. So all these years, I've been thinking, how can I be successful? Every time I see somebody successful, you know, in a house, the car, whatever, the lifestyle, how can I get there? How can I get there? Um, we st- I started a uh, regular public employee, uh, secure job, pension. You do overtime, you'll live a good life. Uh, didn't take much to realize that that's not the dream, right? Um, thanks to the pandemic, I was able to have more time on my hands. And I came across this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think many people, that's where they, their journey actually starts. Um, from there, uh, I, something clicked in me, right? Like, this is the way. I think, I think this is the way. This makes sense. I started researching into podcasts, and uh, that's how I came uh, across you. Uh, my wife and I, we devoured your podcast, man. Uh, I would say the first 10, 15 episodes, one day. And that's when we decided, hey, let's let's at least be thankful for the work he, Andrew is doing. And that's where we started connecting because you were or you still are, I'm not sure, investing in uh, in London, right? Yeah, I still do have some stuff in London. I sold a bit of it, yeah. but uh, yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> and you, you bought some stuff there as well, correct? Yeah, correct. So we wanted to stay as close to home. We live in Milton. We used to live in Milton. Uh, but then you saw the Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, the prices, how they started to creep up. You start seeing the ripple effect. Uh, we ended up in London and uh, we came across this property. And I think I brought that up to you at the very beginning. I'm like, hey, listen, what do you think of Oldies Village? And that's where we started connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oldies Village is coming around a lot. It, it used to be kind of an inferior neighborhood, but now it's just you know, it's so close to downtown, right? Proximity is, is a big reason why I like that, uh, that area and Soho too, even though Soho is like really not that nice, but it's so close to downtown and and naturally it was going to get pushed up in value. Um, So you're really just started from the, from the beginning of the pandemic. That's where you started investing. Is that right? Well, that's where I started uh, just investing my time pretty much just uh, researching. Mm -hmm. We started researching, we realized that we had to purchase a house in Milton. We had been living there for two years and a half, and we had double our money, uh, thanks to Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we wanted to take, you know, opportunity to be able to put that money to work, but we didn't want to sell the house. So we refinanced, and that's one of the first mistakes we did, not the refinancing part, but when we had this money, uh, we just had this fear of missing out. We had to, once we got the money, we had to invest in anything, something quickly. So we ended up purchasing a pre-construction condo in a great location in Mississauga. The problem with that was that our original goal was let's get into real estate for cash flow. And as you know, Andrew, pre-construction doesn't really bring a lot of cash flow. It brings a lot of equity or it has the potential to bring a lot of equity. So being caught on that fear of missing out, well, it happened. We learned. And from there, we started saying, okay, what is going to bring us a lot of cash flow? And that's when we ended up buying in, in London. Single home, 1930s built, uh, 26 days in the market in a time where houses would sell in five days. Reason why was, uh, we think, we walked in and you could smell the cat urine. And, you know, those realtors that just spray some perfume and they think that that fixed it. I think that's why a lot of people didn't really put any offers at all but my wife and i we just we saw the opportunity um yeah we decided to just convert it into two units uh multi-unit and that's where the journey began uh 
we encountered many problems. And uh, I mean, thanks to our network that we had built up at the time with you, Gary Hibbert, Colton Lukey, uh, we were able to pull through a lot of challenges uh, at the early beginning. Yeah. And w- did you get into other properties in London as well? No. So we purchased this one. We set the money aside for the renovations. We wanted to buy in the next one. But unfortunately, because we had that pre-construction signed in, it caught up to us and our mortgage broker pretty much said, listen, you guys only pre-approved for $400,000. At this time, now we're talking about early spring this year. And the price of London had gotten to a point that the rent just wouldn't cash flow those properties. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where a lot of people have to come to that realization. Of course, those with the shiny ball or shiny object syndrome who just have FOMO and don't want to miss out, they're going to just invest anyway, even though they can't see how it fits in the bigger picture. And I like that you brought that up. You got to be able to see how it fits with your goal. And so many people I've spoken with early on, they don't know. Like they're just like, "Hey, Andrew, yeah. do you think I should buy a buy a condo or do you think I should buy a rental property?" I'm like, that entirely depends what what's your goal like what's what are you goal? trying to do what are you willing to commit to it um, because if you can't find a way to fit uh, what your capabilities and knowledge and skill set are with your goals with uh, you know the means that you have financially if you can't find a way to find like a, a true fit with all those those elements then I think that's where people get themselves into trouble so I like that you picked up on that fairly Absolutely. early and unfortunately so how did you um, what do you mean how did you pivot? So London wasn't, wasn't going to be the option. So what did you do next? Yeah. So, I mean, we started looking into different markets. Uh, I think at that time we were speaking, you, you said you brought up Florida. I wanted to invest in Canada just to have a strong foundation in a country where I live in. Um, we started researching to different provinces. We came across PEI being a province that facilitates the permanent residence. It's a province where a lot of immigration comes through into the country. Um, I mean, that's... I don't want to bring that up, but um, I want to focus on, on the real estate part that that that's a market that will be benefited from immigration once, once um, the borders reopen up, right? The problem with PI was that in order for us to be able to go there, we had to be pre-approved and quarantined for 14 days. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that, that wouldn't work with what our timeline looked like. So second best province we looked at, Alberta. So the cash flow actually looked better in PEI though, for you, like for rent? The cash flow looked better. Uh, mind you, the purchase price of the profits was, was also lower. So cash flow uh, ratio-wise was better, but it was also lower purchase price, lower cash flow. Mm-hmm. So you would have had to buy more properties to, to make up what exactly. you're looking for. Give me exactly. an example, because I've never heard anyone talk about PEI. Like, could you buy a, a detached house for under two hundred grand in PEI? Uh, the ones we saw in uh, the city, just uh, like about 10 minutes from, from the downtown, they were in the high 200s, uh, somewhere in the 315, 330, depending on the age, depending on, on stuff. We wanted to do the same, uh, what we just did in London, buy the older one, single home, and then uh, renovate it or, or make it into two dwellings. Um, we didn't research that much into it just because it was pretty obvious that we were not going to be able to go there. It's just mm-hmm. that the market was what really called us, was what really caught our attention, just knowing that, that the immigration flow influx was going to be there. How did you know that about, about immigration and how it's more likely to get a permanent residency or a residency, I guess, temporary res- residency or permanent residency? Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember how I knew yeah. that. <laughs> I think I came across yeah. on the news. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So I love it when people combine those factors, right? Like why is it that people would want to be there? And it's not necessarily that PEI itself is drawing people there, but if the government provides incentive for people to go there, then you can stand to benefit. Correct. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, don't, I'm not an immigration professional or anything, but I do know that PEI has um, an incentive for immigrants to come and, and work. And I believe if you invest a certain amount of money into the province within six months, I believe you can be a permanent resident of Canada. You don't wow. have to stay there, from my knowledge. But you start you don't have there. To stay there. But you start there. So having, I know a lot of immigration goes through PEI, having that, so all those people, they need you know, a place to live. Interesting. And uh, you, you mentioned a city. <laughs> what city is there in PEI? Uh, Charlottetown. Oh, There's okay. also Summerside. That was the second biggest one. Charlottetown. How big is that? Like, are these big cities or? Uh, not, I mean, what's big, right? For the, like, for the province, it's big, but for us. Uh, like 10,000 people, you think? Something like that? I, I believe Charlottetown had 50,000 and Somerville had somewhere around 30,000. Okay. Or some yes. side here. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Never, ever been there, but, uh, you know, maybe so once they open up all the, all the restrictions, it'd actually be kind of cool to go out that way. It's a place to go. Yeah. Okay. So then your search took you to Alberta, which I know I've spoken about. Um, a lot of people are onto Alberta now. Lately, what did you yeah. see? What did you like? And what have you done? Um, I mean, many things we liked. Where do I start? Uh, the economy, for example, it's a, it's an economy, as you know, that, uh, the price of houses haven't really gone up. If anything, they have slightly go down for the past almost 10 years. Um, but it's also an economy that's based on oil. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, when my research, 2020 was the year where most cars were sold. I believe that was worldwide. And we saw the exodus from the downtowns. My logic dictates all these people who moved out of the downtown are now commuting, who didn't used to drive. And a lot of office work which is done in the downtown. These corporations have leases that they're not three or five years. We're talking about 10, 15, 20 year leases. They're not going to let that go to waste. Eventually we will have to go back to work. People will have to go back to the downtown to work. The consumption of oil that we see that I foresee, not the only one that is about to happen. And actually it already, it already started happening. You see the price of oil creeping up. It's something that will benefit the province of Alberta big time. Um, that's from one side that we liked. The other thing that we liked about Alberta was uh, just um, their law, the rules, right? The tenancy laws. Some people call it they're more landlord friendly. I wouldn't say landlord friendly. I would just say that they're, they're more even. They're more, they're fair. It's a fair game there compared to Ontario where you're at the mercy of, of the tenants pretty much. Um, seeing those two and then seeing the purchase price, uh, we focus now on Edmonton. The purchase price of Edmonton and the rental price of Edmonton, the cash flow that that generates, uh, it's significant. And our goal being cash flow, that just mm -hmm. aligns with our goals. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I've heard a lot of people getting a lot of cash flow in Edmonton. I even thought about putting some money out that way many years ago. And uh, because it's been like this for a while, you've been able yeah. to get good cash flow there. So. Yeah. Did you, you did buy something. I think uh, I saw a story on your Instagram. Um, yeah. Did you, did you just buy one or you buy multiple? What's the story? So we bought what, um, two semi-detached, uh, both sides. They were on one title, uh, okay. 40 days on the market. 
They ended up purchasing both sides. Each one has a basement unit, so it's technically four doors, if you want to call it. Okay. Uh, we ended up purchasing that a month ago. We're closing next week. Uh, we purchased that for five seventy eight. Okay. Maybe we should run some numbers on your uh, on what your deal is going to look like, so people can get an idea. So you bought it for five seventy eight. Yep, so five seventy eight five hundred. Okay. Five, uh, sorry, five, seven, eight, five hundred. And okay. Your, um, what are you expecting for your improvements? Uh, so that probably needs a roofing. Uh, it needs a new furnace. That's about it. Okay. So probably like maybe 15,000 worst case, 10,000, something like that. Uh, yeah, we're, we're budgeting for, I mean, uh, $15,000 roof just because it's two properties, two houses technically. Okay. And the furnace is about $7,000. So we're thinking somewhere around the $20,000, $25,000 max. Okay. We'll call it 25 worst case. So, yeah. So your purchase and improvements are going to total. Um, so just uh, building my spreadsheet here as I go. Okay. Uh, you're going to be about 603 all in. And are you going to try and refi or no? You're just going to. No, gonna we're not going to refi. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're expecting to see a, an increase in, I mean, if the economy does go up, we're expecting to see the price appreciation go up uh, mm -hmm. year to year. And I don't like to compare year to year just because last year was pandemic, but it's somewhere mm -hmm. around the 10% year over year. Um, okay. Eventually we will. Right. Okay. Now let's look at your, your monthly rents. Uh, what are you, what are you expecting to get? Are there already tenants in there or are you going to be um, adding tenants? There are tenants already in there. Uh, unfortunately, one of them is moving out the next day after we take ownership. Uh, but uh, it's uh, thirteen fifty for the main floor and a thousand fifty for the basement on each side. Oh, okay. So you have four apartments total. Okay, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's both sides of the semi-detached. Okay, I missed that. So, so a thousand fifty times two as well. So yeah. thirteen fifty times two, a thousand fifty times two. So your gross Correct. rent is forty eight hundred. Correct. And you're in your purchases, you're approximately 600 grand. So decent run ratio. It's not 1% rule, but it's, it's not bad. No. And yeah, let's work, let's work through some of these other numbers. So sure. taxes, what do you think you're going to be, be into? Uh, the taxes were 3,600. Okay. And then insurance for that. Uh, we just got it back 3,200. 3,200 and maintenance. I'm going to leave that at 5%. Are you going to have a manager yeah. working for you? I uh, know we are actually going to be uh, moving to Edmonton. Oh, you're moving. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we sold our house in Milton and we were able to use that money to purchase this one. Um, okay. You know, buy low, sell high, I guess. <laughs> okay. So are you moving into one of these units? Uh, no, no. So you're going to rent something? Or yeah, something? we're going yeah, to be purchasing with the, with the refinancing of London. And okay. that second one, that's the one we're going to be living in. And we're going to house hack. Nice. Okay. So you're going to have like a duplex and you'll, you'll live in one end and then rent out the other? Hopefully, we'll be able to afford a fourplex. Uh, we're just going to wait to hear on the refinancing of London. Uh, worst case scenario, we, leave, we buy a duplex. We live in one. Best case scenario, okay. we buy a fourplex. And we're going to dig into that and like, see the complete picture, how that, that fits with your life. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, okay, so no management then. You're going to self-manage that. Um, common utilities, are you paying anything? Paying water? Uh, pretty much paying everything. Uh, we okay. got... Um, we got uh, statements from the previous year. Uh, they run at seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand for the year. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you're gonna have some landscaping, I'm guessing. Actually, the tenants are responsible for the landscaping. Okay, so then just 
outside of that, are we just maintenance or, well, sorry, just, just miscellaneous. Maybe you have some accounting fees or something like that associated with the Correct. property banks, yeah. banking fees. I usually just throw 500 bucks to just cover like the whatever costs. Um, okay. So I'm seeing a cap rate for you of 6.99. So for those who aren't familiar with cap rates, that's a rate of return con- calculated pre-financing and 6.99 cap rate in Alberta, that compares against like in Ontario, that same product's going to get closer to like a four. <laughs> You're probably buying it less than a four because everybody in Ontario prices what it could be. So they say, well, it yeah. could, could be a five cap or it could be a four yeah. and a half cap. Never mind that you're buying it at two and a half percent. You go replace the tenants and do the do the work and and then you can get that good oh, cap yeah. rate. So now, the nice thing the- here is you can actually get right off the bat, you can get a pretty decent return. Yeah, I know. Now, here's the, here's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, this property does not have garages. It only has a rear laneway driveway for the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Now, garages in Alberta, they're a must. Like, they're high demand. You know, it's a little bit cold there. So, our idea is to build a garage. We got a quote for $25,000 to host four vehicles. Each one would rent the market values about 200 bucks uh, a car. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, that's, that's pretty great return. So yeah. $25,000 investment, we can just cal- calculate a quick return on that. So you're going to be $200 a month times four. So $800 a month for that. That's so the potential that we see. Okay. So that's $9,600 a year on a $25,000 investment. So even if you fund that with just cash, that's a 38% yeah. return on your money. Where else can you invest your money and get 38%? Exactly. So that's, uh, that's a pretty great return. I mean, of course, in real estate, our equity is going up and, and making us look more like we're getting more return yeah. than that. <laughs> but uh, that's a pretty predictable, uh, I mean, especially if that's market rent right now. So uh, right. props to you for doing the research and having that available. But if we, even yeah. if you didn't do that, let's just finish these numbers off. So 80% yeah. would be 462800 Um If you're getting a 30-year amortization, which I'm assuming you are, yeah. Um, what's your interest rate? Two percent. Uh, back when we did the numbers, we just assumed at three percent. But yeah, two percent. Okay, two percent even. Uh, yeah. Okay. So your cash flow on that is sixteen fifty nine a month, which yeah. sounds like a dream to people in Ontario. They don't hear they don't hear those kind of numbers much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll throw. Um, let's look at the overall breakdown of these numbers. So in terms of annual mortgage paydown on that, you're going to be about twelve thousand dollars a year. Uh, $60,000 over the, the five-year term. Um, you are going to have, so a total pay down of, of 12,000 and then you've got a annual appreciation if we said even 2%, which we know it's going to be more than that. I mean, we don't know anything, but uh, I'm pretty, sure confident, top. pretty yeah. confident. Uh, and then we've got an annual cash flow of just short of 20,000. So your return on your investment is approximately... Uh, because I have a total investment here of about 125. You're a bit more. You're more like 135. So let's say that you're 32% return on investment on that deal. Not doing a burr, not doing a refi, none of that stuff is going in. You know, it's no secret or it's it's no surprise, we'll say, that that people are wanting to go out to Edmonton right now. Going out to Alberta in general. Yeah. You know what? I think it's, uh, yes, a lot of people want to, but at the same time, a lot of people, uh, because of the long distance, they you know, they, they, they hold back. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, okay. So how are you doing this job wise? How are you able to just move to, to Edmonton? So, um, I mean, we are, we sold our house here in Milton just because of the, the high value of it. And we, we saw that we could put those dollars to work harder in somewhere else. 
So we sold that over there. We are now renting a one-bedroom condo. Um, the way we're doing it is uh, we, we're going to refinance London, which actually today finally closed the uh, construction that started in October. Uh, we're going to be able to refinance that, use that money to buy another property as an investment with 20% down payment, mm-hmm. get jobs. We're applying for, for jobs uh, from, from here. Oh, okay. So your financing is the thing that you got to think about, right? So you've qualified for financing in Edmonton based on having jobs here. <laughs> What's the positioning um, with the going, financiers? I'm not going to confirm or deny any information here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know there's like coming from the broker world, there's a lot, a lot of ways you got to position things, right? Yeah. Like at first it's a secondary home in Alberta and then that secondary home could become a primary home, right? So as a secondary home, you can get it approved exactly. as long as your ratios work. Um, exactly. what line of work are you in? Uh, so my wife and I, we do caretaking into the school boards. Okay. So yeah, we, we deal everything from the mechanical to the cleaning, to the sanitizing of schools. Gotcha. Okay. So you're yeah. both in that business and you'll be pursuing that business as well out in Alberta. Uh, yes. And the reason why it's because these jobs, I mean, they're secure. You have the pension, you have the benefits. That's awesome. But also, being a public employee, it's not no secret to anybody, public employees. Um, it gives us the flexibility to be able to deal with the business at the same time as we're working. Mm-hmm. So it's that flexibility, that that time allowance that we get from, from, from this type of industry yeah. to be able to focus on the investment side. Okay. Yeah, that, definitely um, a little bit more flexed when you're a public employee. It would seem I've never been in that position. But I guess the bigger picture is what I'm curious about. Like, what yeah. did you see? Like, what was your goal? Like you said, it was cash flow, but what did you want to be yeah. able to do? What was your bigger picture for that? And I can see right here, you're going to have about $1,600 coming in from this one property. Yeah. Um, you're going to buy your home. You're going to have some more uh, cash flow. Maybe you'll even be in a, a net like zero living situation where it doesn't cost you anything. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about what the goal was and, and how this all fits. So we, when we, when we started, um, we pretty much, we read this book. Um, well, I should talk to people. Well, they reached that for that. And we started thinking, if we were God, how would life look like? And then you start talking about the house in Oakville or Mississauga Road, which are high-end areas, and driving the Ferraris and this and that. Okay, cool. That That's all material. Awesome. Now, how would family look like? What would life with family look like? Well, be able to spend more time. I've been able to, you know, to be at work for... 30 years missing a lot of a lot of time in our life. When we started digging into the 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 what would life would be perfect as, we realized we came to the conclusion that in order to live this perfect life that we dreamed of, we would need a total of fifteen thousand dollars cash flow a month. Okay. Okay. So we divided that into let's assume a two hundred dollar per per door um, cash flow. Okay. Boom. We need seventy five doors. So that was the, the original intention back before we even invested on anything. Uh, unfortunately, the pre-construction does not align to our yeah. lifestyle that, that, we, that we want. So we learned from that. We jumped into London, which we really liked those numbers there. But then when we wanted to buy the second one, we realized that the cash in Ontario is not going to get us there as quick. And that's what we, when we looked into Edmonton and we were able to see these numbers of cash flow we were like, okay, let's sacrifice the next couple of years. Let's move over there. Let's build our cash flow, our, our foundation there. 
And at that point, if that the sacrifice that it takes is to go there, then we'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll go there, right? So that's the original intention. Okay, so you're thinking fifteen thousand um, family wise. So you, it's just you and your wife right now, or do you have family here that you're you're going to be leaving for a while? Uh, we're I have my whole family here. She has her whole family here. We're leaving them. I don't want to say we're, we're not leaving them behind. We because we have the property here in London as well. Uh, it's actually cheaper to fly back and forth one person than it is to um, a month than it is to actually pay property management. Uh, so we're going to keep managing the property in London here. So we're going to be traveling back and forth. We're going to see family. It's not leaving them behind. Okay. Um, but it is a sacrifice that, again, that we're taking, which is going there by ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes um, you got to do yeah. these things. Like so many people don't have the the bravery to step out and, and do something like yeah. that. So bold, right? I mean, everyone wants to be near their families and I know that yeah. challenge, right? Like there's, there's no question. That's a big, a big uh, part of it. But um, my, my family, I kind of come from a different place with that because yeah. when I was like 10 or uh, nine, my, my oldest brother went off to school in Toronto. We lived in Tilsonburg. And then my other brother moved out like three years later and he moved to Alberta and has never moved back since. And my sister yeah. moved out to Vancouver and Alberta. And like my, my family's just spread so far. And then That's my good. other brother, my brother is living in Ottawa now. So, um, everybody's got to do their thing. Right. So I think exactly that's great. And then you can still come back. You can still visit. And exactly. It sounds like, yeah. sounds like you will be around anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can tell you, I can tell you that we change our ideas so quickly. Um, I mean, I can tell you, oh, we're not going to stay in Alberta. That's how I see it today. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? In five years, maybe we are organized there and we stay, or we might, we might go to PEI. I just, right. I don't know. Right. So you're um, open-minded about it. So your wife isn't, uh, isn't going to restrict it. She's going to, you guys are on the same plan with this. We are on the same plan. And that's something uh, that, that also adds up to the equation as to that positions us in a better position or in an easier position to be able to mm-hmm. transition. It's uh we're both in, in, in sync. We both see our goals, our goals align with each other's uh, dreams. And that helps us that both of us pull the same way, mm-hmm. uh, which not many people can do that. Right. Yeah, you're usually going to get some at least some resistance there. Exactly. Mo- moving away, moving all over the place. I mean, you're, you're going to have some cold weather in Edmonton. I don't know how long you're going to be able to tolerate that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I come from the tro- from the tropical country, so uh, we'll yeah, see. <laughs> quite the change. You're going. You're going to uh, polar opposite. No pun intended there with the polar part, <laughs> but a little bit. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. So you're you're going to have third or sixteen hundred dollars there. Uh, is what's your cash flow on the London one going to look like? Uh, after refinancing, we're hoping, not, not hoping, we're expecting, being conservatively speaking, uh, around the 600 dollars dollar uh, cash yeah. flow. That's solid cash flow in London, I find. Yeah, usually, yeah. most of my properties are around that 600 unless it's a really good one, and then it's, then it's more. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's good. So then you're, you're about $2,000 there, and then you have the pre-construction one coming, which you could sell and then use that to, to generate more cash flow. Correct. Um, so you're, you're, you're working towards your goal. And then in the meantime, your job will fill in the difference as you continue to build this portfolio. Right. We're all cards. Um, all of our cards are all in, right? So we, we do see, we do see the, the opportunity that, that Alberta has. And um, coming from Ontario, seeing what, it, what, it, it, what is involved in investing in Alberta, uh, one of our future goals uh, is to be able to open up, you know, like a company to help Ontario investors invest in Alberta or do the transition of moving to Alberta. Yeah. Well, there's a Many lot that want to invest there right now, right? I can only imagine that there's going to be lots of people who want to JV with you hearing about these numbers, not wanting to go to Alberta. I mean, 
If, <laughs> that right there is an opportunity. <laughs> when we went to Alberta, if, if I had the unlimited amount of money, oh my God, I, the, the amount of properties that we saw with, with these similar numbers, um, yeah, they were there. They're there, huh? That's it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to it. Do you know for for somebody from Ontario, what uh, you know what changes from a tax filing standpoint, or is it just the same return that you file in Ontario? Uh, that's a good question. Then that yeah, I have no idea when it comes to taxes. I spoke to my um, accountant. Uh, he said he has no problems uh, filing taxes from Alberta with with properties from Alberta. Yeah, I guess it's just a different address on the form, and then a portion Correct. of your taxes go to the government of Alberta for that for that property. Correct. Yeah, as long as your accountant can handle it. Yeah. Okay, so you're into the game for what sixteen months or so since you brought you know well I guess you bought your preconstruction before that. Yeah. 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 Well, we bought we bought preconstruction back in September, so we've been technically investing since September. Okay, so September twenty twenty. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. you're, uh, <laughs> okay, so you're moving quick, uh, Wilson. What uh, what do you see as the next move after you buy your home um, out there in, in Alberta? What's what's the next move as you see it right now? Yeah, so um, we're gonna refinance London, like I said, buy uh, the next investment house where we're gonna house hack in um, with the cash flow. We're just gonna save it down payment five percent for the next house where we're gonna house hack again. Yeah, so just keep um, moving into the other one to take advantage of the five percent down. Moving at this point, at this point, that's that's correct. We're also, like I said, we're also going to be opening uh, the option to be able to help uh, and assist on Ontario investors to invest in Alberta yeah. or transition to Alberta. So that's going to be another um, another project that we have. So that'll be a side business for you, in that correct. addition to, to both of you working as well. Okay, and then one day living the perfect dream, not working anymore. <laughs> Got your $15,000 cash flow. Well, be your own boss, right? I mean, we're, yeah. all we're trying to do here is, it's you know what? It's not even the money side. Uh, you know this. Money is not a motivation strong enough to, to be yeah. able to go through all of this. Uh, it's more of the of the being able to buy time back. Yeah. Um, that's the only commodity that we cannot create. I mean, anybody can go get a second job, third job, over time and make more money. But how do you make more time? Dude, I don't know. Um, all I all I find myself feeling these days is uh, is no one can buy my time. Like I just I can't. Uh, I, I'm so hesitant to commit to anything that would involve my time. And right. uh, it's one thing to you know to deliver a result if I know it's something well within my capability to do, of course, reasonably quickly. But that's the trick with getting older. I used to be more okay with that. <laughs> just grind it down. <laughs> now yeah, everything's well, got to be efficiency. Now everything's got to be efficiency. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, no, before, I guess when, when you're younger, you just see life is so long. You have so much life left yeah. that, I mean, wasting time here, wasting time there or exchanging um, time for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality is it would equal the same as exchanging gold for silver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so any any uh, thoughts, words of wisdom that you'd want to share with anyone thinking about getting started or thinking about transitioning into the Alberta market? Like, what are some words of wisdom you want to leave on our viewers and listeners um, here? I would tell your viewers, um, listen, be be honest with yourself. Uh, find your why you're doing this. Uh, and, and not just your why, but as other investors have said, uh, go deeper into why do you want to do that? And why do you want to do that? And why do you want to do that? <laughs> this will just strengthen your roots uh, as to, you know, this is going to give you a reason to wake up every day and, and, and be able to go through this because I can tell you all of these beautiful numbers, but as you know, in reality, yeah. 
the, the delays we got in the city of London, uh, the, the bureaucracy we have had to deal with, uh, we have had to deal with uh, some problems in the construction that if you don't have a really strong why, these things are just going to put you down and, and just yeah, not make you yeah. yeah. So just focus, focus on your why. And every, before you do any move, see how that move is going to align with your goal. Don't just do something for the sake of doing it because everybody else is doing it. No. How is this specific move going to benefit you? Yeah. Yeah. It's so and, important. Yeah. So important. And so few people getting started think about that. They just want to get going. Oh, everybody else is buying properties. I need to do that. They and don't network. know. They don't see the, th- the fact that they had the story in their head. They yeah. had the vision in their head. Yeah. And network, 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 big time. Uh, the amount of help we got from here, from everybody, including you, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, so many followers you have, I don't know, you have in the thousands. And for you to actually reply every time I was like, Hey, Andrew, the city of London said this, or they don't want to do that. And you're like, Hey, no, <laughs> do this, do that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You, you don't get anything by that. Right. But, yeah. but network networking has been key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I could do more of it. Um, I, I'm by no means perfect at responding to people, but <laughs> you're, in, you're in my main inbox already. So it's, uh, it pops up there, but I uh, appreciate it, man. Well, it's, it's nice chatting with you. I've, I've enjoyed kind of watching your persistence with it. I know you're, you're on it. Um, and you've been very gung ho about it. And uh, it was clear that you were determined, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast. And, you know, you're ready to put your money and your lifestyle where your mouth is move, do what yeah. it takes. Um, we have, we do have a shortage of people willing to do that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. in this, in this country. So it's nice to see people like you taking action and, uh, and getting you, stuff done. Um, just a side note, cause you mentioned it. How long did you wait for your permit in London? Oh boy. So we requested the permit back in October, uh, right when everything was starting to shut down again for the fall time, we didn't get our permit issued until the end of February. Wow. Yes. Wow. So yeah, time, time is money. And this is, this is one of those things. And I told the story before why I would apply for permits before I closed on properties, because right. I knew how long the city could take if they yeah. wanted to, they're supposed to get back to you in two, two weeks. <laughs> and I suppose what they told you after the two weeks was, Oh, you forgot to put a dot on the top of that. I, so we need you to resubmit this package with the dot there. And that stops the clock. And that's it. That's that stops it. the clock. And right. then they have absolute, they, they tell you they have no mandate as to when they have to get yeah. back to you. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it started moving right when I started contacting the city councilors, when I started being that little pebble inside a shoe, yeah, that's when things started to move forward. Yeah, and that was what I what I told you. I think when we we talked about this, like yeah. you have to find a way, no matter how frustrated you are, whoever whoever's listening or watching, um, no matter how frustrated you are, make sure that you're the most polite person on the face of the earth. You're kind, polite, respectful, and just annoying, like annoying, but yeah. all those other things too, like politely annoying. And, um, you know, I would call, you know, hi, you know, how are you today? I really just, just wanted to check and see how things are going with that. Do you have any time frame? Um, in, and I would be very careful not to push people and, um, the amount of things you can get done by being polite and respectful and, uh, and persistent right. is, is crazy. My, my big thing is if you're dealing with people, it's the three times a day call, leave a message and, uh, you know, Oh, Hey John, just, just trying to reach you again. Um, not sure if you're getting my voicemail, so I'll follow up with you at noon. Okay. And then you hang on the phone call back at noon and you say, Oh, I'm yeah. not sure if you got it. I'll follow up at you. Call, follow yeah. up with you at four before they know it. They've got like 
six voicemails on their phone from you. Yeah. They're like, I better call this guy back. Yeah. And uh, quick tip, uh, yeah. smile when you make those, when you make those yeah. uh, messages, smile, yeah. just putting a smile on you puts a, a friendly tone of voice. Yeah, exactly. Fixes your tone of voice. Yeah. You got to be very careful. Never be like upset with people. They just won't call you back at all. If you, if you scold them, if you say, don't you realize what you're costing me here or something, they just, they'll just ignore you. Um, so there's no gain there, unfortunately. Anyways, lessons you learn through this journey, man. <laughs> not that I'm perfect. I've, I've definitely like lost, you know, got a little frustrated with people and, you know, I, I apologize. I'm like, Hey, no criticism. I understand you're going through a lot. I understand you're busy. How can we work together? You know, can you help me? And, uh, that, that seems to help. So anyways, that's, uh, that's good for today. Uh, Wilson, really appreciate you doing this. Um, if people wanted to reach you or follow you and see all that hustle, where do, where do we send them? Uh, the best place would be Instagram, wilson.realei. That's my handout. Yeah, we can connect. Okay. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll get those links and we'll get this episode posted. And yeah, thanks again. Thank you, Andrew, for having me here, man. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. Thanks. I'll see you on the next one. (laughs) 